sir. So gracious and kind of you. I am. I am gracious and kind. Please, please. You give me far too little credit. Say, say no more. Oh, no. Say more. Say more. Say please. More. <laughs> please. Please say more. I've been, uh, I've been obsessively watching Futurama for the oh, last like, couple months. My brother, my brother has been too, so we've been sharing um, uh, quotes from it. It's one of the, it's one of the ones we were talking about last night. It's, please, please, you give me, you give me far too little credit. <laughs> Dude, I, I, I still, still fucking adamantly claim it's probably one of the best written shows ever. Yeah, it's, it's fucking great. I don't know why you do that. You realize how annoying that is when I have to edit, Sorry. and I'm like, "This is good," and then you say something, and I'm like, "This is bad." You have no idea how often I think of saying things, and I'm like, "I shouldn't say that." Like, it, you know, it, Dan has this recorded forever. I'm gonna fucking have to. I'm just gonna give you the responsibility of, of editing, because so because then you'll be like, "Oh, I shouldn't have done that." I created like, all this work. It's like the song "Many." Okay, no, I'll say this to you when we're not recording it, because I do not want that used against me. <laughs> Anything you say can and will be used against you. It's bad. It's it's like it's not bad, but it's like time when you have to work but that's life that's life you know you gotta gotta stop being duracells out here you know just being these super hard going energetic motherfucking batteries they just last forever but once they're dead they're dead ah i need them rechargeable you gotta end loops you know the name brand rechargeable batteries you spend a little bit of money on they last for a while but then they need their downtime but once they get their downtime, they come right back. They got a long life cycle. You know what I'm saying? That's the truth. Some girl. She says, I thought you would enjoy hearing me sing Amazing Grace on YouTube at and there's nothing. In this version, I also wrote a special something and then that stops. Okay then. <sighs> Never free. Never free from people trying to network, I, right? I don't I don't really know what to make of that, but okay. I mean That's just some spam. Some it's spam available to us message. if we need it. <laughs> If you need my shit, come get me. That's going to be the opening music this week. Is this girl singing Amazing Grace?
Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> Yo, well, if it's is, hor- if it's horrible, yes. If it's hor- <laughs> yes, <laughs> send it to the other account. So so, so you might it couldn't lead back to her, right? Because we'll uh, uh, the wrong podcast, right? She sent it to the other show. So it's it's I got a little bit of a bridge. Coming back after the murder to fill up our footprints, eh? <laughs> What are we afraid of? I don't want this random girl to know we made fun of her song. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, quitting that to killing somebody. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) Oh fuck. Uh, Well, no time like the present, my friend. Why don't you? uh, Why don't you? Why don't you blast us off today? Don't ever say that to me again. It's three o two p.m. on a Sunday here, buddy. It's April eighteenth, twenty twenty one. We are episode thirty. This is the existential dread episode. Welcome to the podcast. My name is Matt. This is my friend Dan. How you doing, buddy? Hi, Matthew. This no. is Daniel. Uh, I thought last episode was the existential no, dread. This is with your it ASMR. Was, it was, but this is the thing, though. This is episode thirty. You turned thirty in what? T minus two, three months. I see I you had the exact same thought I had <laughs> yeah, about dude, the episode. It was number. like, oh god, oh, twenty nine going on. Well, this is twenty nine going on thirty, which is what both of us are. Oh, sooner god. than you. You've got an extra six months or so. Yeah, I got a little leg up on you. Yeah, really, you know, live it up, live it up with all the opportunities <laughs> you currently have to live it up. Go, live yay! It up. Oh, hey, apparently, apparently, we can go to the parks now. Oh. Apparently, Doug Ford backed <laughs> off on that. Oh, I know, right? I, oh, I can't wait. Episode can't wait. thirty. Oh, well, okay. Here's uh, just to just to share some information that I found this week. Um, reading an article earlier on. This was actually, well, I guess, this was for a couple weeks ago, maybe, but it's probably still holding true. Ontario, in the province of Ontario. The postal code that has the highest positive testing rate in all of Ontario. Would you like to know what the postal code is? Yes. N6A. Do you know where that is? Very close to where I'm at. No, it is right exactly where I am sitting right now. The highest rate of positive COVID tests in Ontario are where I live to the postal code. Now, I live on the edge of it. I am actually like the border of that postal code. But nevertheless, that is my hometown. Wrap it up, N6A. Holy fuck. Holy you, fuck have, you have achieved greatness. We got yeah, a, so maybe I'll just stay inside. Maybe working from home isn't so bad. Dude, we got a, uh, a message from our condo being like, heads up. Our area has an extremely high positive test rate. Please be like, this is the government. This is our yeah. building being like, yo, just so you know, um, I'm in one of those zones. That's like, you can go and get the the vaccine. Um, I got to get on that. It's half the city, isn't it? It's half of Toronto. No, it's, house, it, it? Uh, maybe now I haven't been keeping up with it. Um, I was actually following more through with work. They were the ones being like, Hey, like when you have access, we'll let you know kind of thing. Right. Um, but uh yeah i have my my driver's license set up with my address still as my mom's crib so i can get the the sweet insurance deals <laughs> that's gonna screw you on the vaccine deals, exactly right? so i have not yeah. really run out to shop for struck i try. do appreciate that you by the way just like admitted to insurance fraud to open the show today nobody's listening to this <laughs> nobody's listening to this just you wait just you wait okay you uh, can uh, just bleep out what i said there and then we could just laugh after no, no, stay. <laughs> Wednesday morning, you're gonna be texting me like, "Dude, please, <laughs> they're on to me." <sighs> Fuck, they called, bro. Uh, but no, the listeners this... in India, the listeners in India who are huge Elon Musk fans, are like waiting. They're gonna be like, "We got him. Got some fucking dirt. 
No, this this uh, pandemic shit, Steve, for you, you were able to go to like outdoor patios and stuff still, right? Like before I, this no. extra lockdown? No, before oh, that little. Extra... Yeah, for like three weeks. Yeah, yeah, but was the rest of your city like completely like all indoor dining closed, all outdoor dining closed? No, we had a little brief moment there where things kind of opened up, but it was pretty clearly not going to work. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like and Toronto, even still, been... like most of us, we didn't even most pe- reasonable people, reasonable people didn't want to do that shit. You know what I mean? Like most people were still like, I'm not confident that this is going to go well, you know, yeah, fair enough. but here's the thing. I, we're talking about my postal code being rampant with it. Uh, yeah. The one right behind me, because I'm on the board again, I'm on the border here. The one behind me is cannot be any better because there's like there's houses over. There's houses where people there's specifically one, two blocks from where I live that has like uh Literally just has like all day beer pong tables set up on their front lawn. They have a, they have a pool. They have a pool on the first, like, I don't know. How would you describe this? Right? Like, you know how some two story houses, the first floor kind of has like a little half roof. Okay. Yeah. It yeah, hangs yeah. over like a front porch and stuff like that sort of awning semi roof. Mm-hmm, they have mm-hmm. a pool on theirs that has a tube from their house that they're clearly dumping water into, which I mean, is like two broken arms waiting to happen. Of oh, course. fuck yeah, of course. That's <laughs> on an angle, though. right? <laughs> you know what I mean? So, I, miss living in a, I miss living in a college town. It's insane. But I mean, this is what I mean, right? Like you wonder why, because like mostly around here, there are people who are 18 to 22 and don't give a flying fuck. Well, here's the other thing. It's also been a year. It's been a fucking yeah. year. So even just, people who cared before are also like, I don't give a fuck anymore. Like, there's a lot of people that I'm falling into that category too, man. I'm still safe. Don't get me. Don't get that twist. I still wear my sure. mask. I still socially distance. But I'm genuinely at the point where I'm like, I don't fucking care anymore. I'm going to go out. I'm going to be safe. Like, I'm not going to be breathing up on people and going to like big parties and shit. But like, fuck, yeah. man. Like, you're trying to tell me I can go to Walmart to get my groceries, but, like, I can't go over to get Ziploc bags because that's technically not an essential item and it's, like, taped Doug, off. Doug, my brother works in a in a mall. I won't, I won't dime him out to where, but, like, yeah, he works yeah, yeah. in a mall and he still has to take two subway trains to go all the way to this fucking place, which I'll tell you right now is not even close to being an essential business, although I'm sure they've, they've you know, sent their lawyers or some way. Like, it's absurd. Dog, like it's a it's absolutely absurd. It's just, you know, not that not that we get into politics and shit. It's just, you know, it's just leadership, dog, by everybody. Nobody's only like three places on the entire planet have had good leadership through this whole year and like have done a good job. And they're like, and now they're reaping the benefits, basically. I don't understand how they were quite literally shining examples to the world of what we're supposed to do. Obviously, I'm referring to fucking New Zealand and Australia and the Oceania. Like, they handled it the best. Everybody saw what they did, and it was like, over here, we said, no, that's in... That's an infringement on our rights. We can't totally do that. However, then you just do this half-ass fucking lockdown that lasts for a year, and like, and now they're they're trying to put forward those same. It's too laws. late to do it right now. Too late. It's it is. Problem. It is. And even the police apparently are are tweeting. So I don't know how true this is, yeah. but like, are tweeting being like, we're not going to stop people. Like, we're not going to stop people on like the roads and ask you where you're going. No, they don't want to do that. That's a that's an infringement on your rights. Like the police have tweeted this. Although to tell you the truth, they did that in Australia, right? Yep. For but they did it at a crucial point early on where they were like, we're doing this right now to stop it from even spreading at all. And it worked. And then their outbreak, any outbreaks they have, they track them immediately, they quarantine immediately, it's handled and contained, and it's done without most issues. Right. But like we're now we're we're too far into the shit now to suddenly be like, now we're gonna start pulling you over. It's like, where was this 10 months ago? Yeah. You know? 
And like there is there obviously is that fear of like, yo, this one is actually an infringement on my rights. Like, okay, wait, where are we going here? This is a little bit much. You're monitoring me. You're questioning me when I'm not doing anything, you know, so that 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 comes into play because you don't want to create a law that will give them the ability to be able to keep that power and then do whatever they want with that. Oh, it shouldn't be kept. But you see what I'm saying? Like, obviously, well, that's that's why that's where those people get that thing from. Right. That's where the, the anti, you know anti-everything people that's where the conspiracy people especially that's where they get that from is they think that's the whole point right that covid is supposed to allow the expansion of state powers across the globe until we're all slaves is basically is basically the theory so i i mean i get that but i mean i don't know we're just (laughs) we're fucked and at least we're here to laugh which we're not doing so far since we decided to, to take a creamy that's my fault for starting with a covid thing eh Right I, at this I, point, I gotta be honest. I feel bad for people who are, like are single right now. Like it's been a fucking year, dude. If you don't yeah. have anybody like that, you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, thankfully, I've got my girl. You've got yours. You know what I mean. You guys see each other. I live with mine. It's yeah. You know, like thank fucking god. At least I have that. Like I'm so I gotta. I'm being sappy here, but gotta be thankful for that right now. I'm just I'm tired of this shit. But with that being said, at least I can at least go out. at I least we get an hour a week where we can just know, talk shit. And I look talk forward shit. to this. We're talking this about that. I fucking look forward to this shit. This therapeutic. therapeutic. We really have. You know what? This is this is this is, uh, you know, for the vibes here on this episode. You're right. It's it's a little morbid. This episode is 30. It's got us thinking about our age and our mortality. We had a we had a serious discussion before the show today. We've started the show with a serious discussion. The question is now, Matt, can we bring it back? Can yeah, we right. can we can we find our way? And here, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try with with this. Okay. All right. I'm gonna read you a real estate listing from, to, from Toronto, too. So. Oh no, I already know where this is going. Okay. I'm going to read it to you from the start here. Post it on Facebook. Quote, it's crazy to see the prices of what these crooks tried to get away with asking over $2,000 for a house plus utilities. That being said, I have two bachelor apartments for rent at reasonably affordable rates. Tell me how you think. Tell me what you think of these, you know, a little GTA living here. First one, raised apartment, $400 a month. Nice. Right. Okay. Okay. Not bad. Open (laughs) concept. Shithole am I getting? Open concept. Wraparound deck. Pet friendly, beautifully elevated. Nice. Beautifully elevated. Yeah, sounds good, right? Okay. Second one. Bungalow apartment. 350 a month. Whew, okay. 350? $350 a month. What the fuck? Open concept again. Newly painted 2020 pet friendly zero stairs. Perfect for seniors. Use of a third of a backyard. What is that? A garage? Both apartments come equipped with two space heaters, one oscillating fan, and two <laughs> extension cord outlets for my space home's heaters. personal power. <laughs> this guy's garage is what this guy's renting out. 24 hour access to the hot tub, monthly maintenance on shared outdoor bathrooms guaranteed. Oh my goodness. Would you like me to repeat that last sentence again for you? Oh, Ma- shared bathrooms monthly, guaranteed? Monthly maintenance on shared outdoor bathrooms guaranteed. <laughs> so what is it, a fucking outhouse tank that he's going to empty? All right. So as you as you can probably guess, these are not real. It was a guy fucking around on Facebook, put two ads up for his his shed and his tree house. <laughs> let me guess. Let me guess. People actually fucking responded to these, didn't they? Yes, they did. So oh, he yeah. got multiple, <laughs> multiple requests for showings after he posted these. <laughs> Now, 
this was posted on Facebook by a guy named Neil Saram in Toronto, who apparently has been on Facebook fucking around recently and in other ways as well. Because uh, last year he put up uh, an ad also for tarot card readings. And uh, I'll read you the ad he put for this one. So with 2020 having been so uncertain, leaving many of us without jobs and without direction, I think it's time to invest in yourself a little. And that's where I come in. Over the past three weeks, I have extensively researched the world of tarot card readings. I am quite confident that my homemade deck can really help with clarity into your future. Mm -hmm. Why choose me instead of another visionist? It's a good question. Number one, I removed all the negative cards from the deck. So you are guaranteed a happy and (laughs) prosperous future. Number two, number two, (laughs) number two. And this is for you, my friend. Complimentary lemon water with carrots and ranch dip (laughs) are offered for free. All right. All right. You're 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 winning me me back. (laughs) All right. And number three, if you have a past pet that you would like to reconnect with by just telling me their name, I can tell you what they wanted to know for no additional charge. (laughs) (laughs) So after fucking A's opening segment brings you way down, you can get a reading from this guy and bring you back up. What you're telling me is that, like, I can really go out there and do shit like this because that requires nothing. Hey, I'm going to give you some water in this homemade card deck I made. Give me your money. Uh, now, the cards, by the way, are amazing. They're they're basically like cut pieces of regular printer paper into Fantastic. like little rectangles. Fantastic. And it's just basically like, a, a you know, pencil crayon drawings. So he's not even a good artist. It's it's uh, about what you'd expect a 14 year old who likes to doodle. To, to come up with <laughs> okay <laughs> so not commercial worthy but <laughs> no it's not really fit for mass production not hit for the presses yet okay. i don't know there's probably okay. some ironic you know he should get them made into real only happy tarot cards and sell them you know you ever, you gotta be about the brand right you ever done like psychic shit or tarot card readings you ever been to one i haven't but i know you have because i remember you telling them about them years ago <sighs> care to share a story now for those I've who don't been, know you so well, I've never been to a psychic or a tarot reading. Never done that shit. My fucking mom is into the whole like spiritual shit. I'm not. I'm not at all. But she brought me to one of her Reiki healing oh. sessions, which is, I guess, is like a fucking shaman woman who can channel that energy. That's the whole Reiki thing. I don't fucking know. I guess it's supposed to be like spiritually healing. So what you're saying is. You learned to be a shaman firsthand. Although, I was, oh, oh, did she, oh, all, did oh, she, did she indicate to you that microphones would be involved? It gets better. Not okay. that microphones would, once she told me I was destined for great things. So thank you very much. There you go. We all know there that. There you go. But, so as I'm laying on this fucking table and she's um, hovering her hands over my body, massaging uh, your body slowly with oil. No, 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 no. <laughs> massaging my, my air chakras around my body. Uh, I, she went on a tirade about how, wow, oh my God, I can feel your energy from across the room. Are you sure you're not, you know, into like, are you spiritually and like, have you had an experience? Are you, like are you sure you're not the chosen one, Matt? He basically, it was saying some shit like that to me. And I'm laying there almost like trying not to laugh, being like, nah, no one's ever said that to me before. <laughs> like, do your thing, lady, whatever. So, she, yeah, it just went off about how I have all this like, incredible amounts of energy and i need to like properly harness it and i'm like all right word 
<laughs> like I'm out. See you later. Now you got. I looked at my mom. I'm like, I did you. I'm like, never, ever, ever fucking doing anything. Like this is the dumbest shit ever. I I did this because I love you, but like I'm not coming back. You got that well, big, why? big pod, big pod energy, my friend. Pretty much what my mom said. Why do you you have you have the big pod energy? What do you mean? Right. I did you? She favor? saw it. So how can you deny it? When you've brought this know, kind man. of heat to a microphone now for 30 episodes, maybe she was uh, you're you're making fun of it, but but you're on the path to greatness. I got to harness that shit. You know, I got to put a little thing right. on my chest like Iron Man style just to hold all that energy. <laughs> <laughs> and it's yeah. only going to grow each week. Shit. Every it's hour. Gonna, it's only going to grow with my disdain for fucking psychics and tarot reading. <laughs> and all, all things occult, which you seem to love. <laughs> <laughs> I've been, you know what? I I think it's I'm long overdue for a trip to the uh, the occult pages of Reddit once more. Um, you know, I need to I need to give a buffer because I don't want to I don't want to make fun of them too much. They might voodoo doll some shit on me or call a fucking spirit. No, you, usually know. you start diving in and then you hit a point where someone's doing a spell with their period blood and you're like, eh, okay, all right, I'm <laughs> that's that send is... it to me and you're like, I've, I've, hit, I've hit my limit here. I'm yeah, okay. I think that's, I think I needed time off after that. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, shit. Oh, I can tell you somebody that's going to need some time off. Okay. Shout out to McMinnville, Tennessee for our next story here. Now this one comes through us hot off the presses from Walmart. Now, the man's name wasn't released here. However, a man was rushed to a hospital after police say he accidentally shot himself while trying on some pants inside of a dressing room at the Walmart. It's the old Plaxico Burris is what that is. He, he literally Plaxico Burris himself inside of a change room. So my guy was trying to put his pants on. He entered the fitting room, tried to put the pants on. His pistol fell out of his pocket, hit the floor and discharged, hitting himself in the leg. No charges have been laid or anything yet. It's still all under investigation by the police department. However, one man has been sent to hospital because he fucking shot himself trying on a pair of pants at Walmart. Now, now when I go to a change room to try on some pants, first thing I think I always do, right? And tell me if the, you do this too. First thing I do is empty my pockets onto the whatever, to anything, to a bench. I'll put it on the floor because if I'm pulling, like I want my phone to fall out. I don't want shit bouncing around. It's also easier to put a pair of pants on when your wallet's not like folded over in your pocket and you're trying to True. get, you All know right. what I mean? So if I was carrying a loaded weapon, you'd think the first thing I think is I'm going to put this down. But this guy was just like, no, fucking pull his pants off with his gun in it. I, I don't know. Maybe he wasn't. Was he a concealed carrier? Was he not? I don't know. That's I think it's the, Tennessee. The one object I want to make sure is secure. Yeah, for sure. I'm with you on that one. But then again, I mean, yeah, this just this just this just speaks for the guy's intelligence. I think, bro, yeah. <laughs> I think you can shoot we all yourself have moments, like, but yeah. But have you ever had a moment where you drop a gun on the floor and shoot yourself? No, no, you haven't. You're smart enough to know if sure. I have a gun, I don't want to make sure this thing doesn't hit the fucking floor. So I better take it off my belt i think tennessee's You're, a yeah. field carry state right like i don't oh, think you can open carry I had no idea. i've been to tennessee and i didn't see any guns like out and about i know people have guns but i didn't see like any hip holsters motherfuckers like saloon well, style shooters also because it's not it's, it's not 1865 anymore as well i don't know you go to texas you see some motherfuckers with open carry that's because they think it's 1865 yeah. there. <laughs> jesus christ <laughs> Yo, football i don't know High school football is cool at all, but like, I don't know if I'm down with just everybody having strapped openly. Yeah. Yeah. That's just, that's just me. That's just, that's, me. that's just us fucking cuck 
<laughs> libtard Canadians. <laughs> How many labels do we have now? Fuck. <laughs> That's going on a t-shirt with the rest uh, of the things we call ourselves. Vaccine adverse, you know, fucking sweat pigs up here. <laughs> sounds <sighs> sounds about right. Um, all right. I have a story for you that is, I don't know, maybe relatively in the mold, but um, but not, uh, you know, it's it's kind of along the lines of something we're we're really we're really about here. So a little impo- off beat. Imposter stories. Track. Imposter oh, hey. stories. Yeah, okay. This Another isn't one. quite. This is kind of this is kind of the opposite though, because this is a case where somebody who was who they said they were was not believed. Okay. So interesting. New, New Orleans, Louisiana, a suspect. I'm so suspect. I'm on my game here, apparently. So a suspect was wanted for a fatal shooting of a gas station attendant. Okay. Happened like six, eight months ago or something. One suspect was arrested already and they were looking for the accomplice. So job for the police was made a lot easier when a man showed up to the prison and turned himself in with his attorney. You know, jig was up. Time to go. The man. man. Exactly. The man, Frank (laughs) Sams Jr. (laughs) An honorable murderer. That's right. Well, <laughs> I mean, he showed up. He showed up. I don't know. We don't know the story. I don't know we the don't story. Know. He's just a wheel man. But go right. on, continue. So he shows up with his with his lawyer and and tells him that you know I'm the guy. Turns himself in. Apparently, there was a problem. The police wouldn't take Mr. Sam's to jail because he didn't have his state issued government ID on him. So when he said he was the guy they were looking for. They went, we don't believe you because you don't have ID. They gave him the Jay-Z treatment. Now, who shows up to turn themselves in for somebody else's murder? Somebody who needs three hots and a cot or the actual guy who did it. So there's a possibility, man. And how long does it last when they're like, oh, we just verified in a, two hours later while we were putting you through processing that you aren't the guy. Not long enough, but then you'll cap. You'll get actual charges for impersonating somebody. Probably. Right. 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 So you you you. You'd accomplish what you want. You'd you get some free food. Like you'd think they're you'd think they're probably although I don't think anybody's just walking in copping up to a murder. No, usually I'd be like, yeah. all right, uh, okay, we're gonna fingerprint you and we're gonna verify. Well, that's what the lawyer argued was why would why would a guy come down here with a lawyer and turn himself in for a murder he didn't commit? Right? He brought his lawyer with him too. Yeah, that's next. That's extra. Apparently that's that level. that argument was not enough for them, despite it, you know, making absolute sense. But apparently it took hours. And the only reason they finally arrested the guy was because the lawyer showed news articles about the murder with the like, you know, wanted pictures of the person and was like, this is the guy right here. Don't you see it? And finally, after like a few hours of of figuring this shit out, they finally arrested him. Now he's in jail on half a million dollars bail waiting a second degree murder charge. So it worked out at the end. Let me let me ask you a question here. You can't turn yourself in for a crime without your ID. But you can grab my fucking ass. If I don't have my ID on me, arrest me, toss me in jail, and then ask for my ID later and figure out who I am, right? It's a funny little conundrum, isn't it? What the fuck is that about? (laughs) That doesn't make any sense. Never said it did, but it's fine policing there, boys. Fine policing. Took us four hours to realize that this picture matched him. Like, wouldn't the first thing you do be like, wait a sec, look at, yeah. oh, yeah, that is him. Don't you yeah, think you okay. wheel around in your chair and be like, boys, we got him. He just showed up. There he is. <laughs> look at this guy for like six months. There he is. Holy Fuck. shit. 
Can you imagine Oh, the that? detective. We got that him. Should, he just walked yeah, right in. should be the best day of work ever. Easiest Jim. fucking case, bro. Jim, he's here. He's here. He's turning himself in. I the can't murder. believe it either. Like, you Wh- know, which guy, the murderer, or the guy who shot himself in the leg? <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck the murderer! Get him, get him in here! What a chief! That's some, that's some fine Louisiana police detective voice you got going there, eh? Thanks. Um, you can I put that on your acting reel. Eventually, he'll hit puberty and sound like Ed Ogeron. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I, I can't do that voice. <laughs> nobody can do that. It's like doing the Chewbacca fucking call. Yeah, like, that takes talent. That guy's grumble, bro. Like. The- <laughs> Guy's not even fucking can't be. That is not the that is not the voice of a healthy man. I feel no, like. not at all. Like <laughs> not at all, bro. Sounds like the guy chews cigars. Like <laughs> oh, we're fuck. gonna get him. We need a deep fake of him promoting the podcast. Just oh, that, that marbled like voice of his. I'd love it. Yo, I'm on it. I'm on it. Do it. Do it. Figure it out. We're gonna use the deep fake. We're gonna harness deep fake technology to make this show after. After viewing the Dr. Phil video where they replaced every person in the video with Dr. Phil, <laughs> but kept their own original voice, I have to say I am on board with deepfake. So for anyone who doesn't know, deepfake is the idea is that like you just make a fake video, which has like either the oh, voice dog, or the face of the person you want. It's like mainstream now. Yeah, There's but like, some people like face swap app thing like true, where you can true. But it's, some, it's normal now. When I say deep fake, I want to make sure people know what I'm talking about specifically. But yeah, it's like the face swap thing. So people make videos with that shit. But yeah, there's one we saw with Dr. Phil. And they put Dr. Phil's face on everybody on the Cash Me Outside girl's face. All that shit. <laughs> but they keep the voice the same. So it is yeah. it is spectacular hearing Dr. Well, they Phil got, as a no, ghetto 16-year-old girl. They need to get the voice tech in as well. I so think that it then... is. I think that's already there. I think they had that before the video. Well, that's what I mean, but that they need to combine them. So you get the Dr. Phil face with the Dr. Phil voice. I mean, get him to say whatever you want and be like, you know, I, I can't even say the quote I'm about to say, but it is from Dr. Phil. But I don't want you to have to edit this. So, <laughs> well, thank I'm doing you. you a favor. It's very, you know, <laughs> that's what that's that's what keeps me in this with you, my friend, is your consideration for me. Dr. Phil times. said some some questionable things on air, my friend. Yeah. Well, you know, what did he he's. People actually go to him for advice. Like, why do we talk about Dr. Phil so much, bro? I don't know. We got to, th- I, I genuinely don't know. Why don't we examine this a little bit, Matt? You know, why do you care about Why me? do you, why are you so obsessed with me? Golf clap applause. Yeah. It's a quick audience shot, you know? Like, well, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Why are you? Yeah. Well, as you can see, my beard doesn't fully connect. And your glorious mustache makes me want to live vicariously through you. I wish well, I could have a Dr. Phil mustache. I really do, though. I really do. If I could, bro, I would rock it so it fucking Could it be that hard. your obsession with my mustache is representative of some sort of repressed childhood trauma? You know, is that something that we can discuss? <laughs> yes. <laughs> my dad also couldn't grow a mustache. <laughs> <laughs> you know what my old man i've never seen with facial hair and as far as i know i don't i don't even know if he can grow it or if he would ever do it he's ne- my dad has been clean shaven his whole life as i understand it your dad was a newsman he had to be respectable even if no, he was he writing he was he was, he was a journalist like, he wrote on the side chain smoking cigarettes he was a writer he wasn't a journalist <laughs> oh really oh i genuinely yeah. thought your dad was a journalist no, my oh, dad my was bad. like me. He worked normal jobs and re- tried to write as on a side hustle. Oh, you know, dude, I was under the impression your dad wrote for a newspaper. No. I really thought your dad was a journalist. No, oh. my dad, my dad wrote 
uh, speeches for oil executives. Oh, that's right. Shout and he is Russ. like, and he is like, he is like one of the most anti like corporate world business people. He's where I get that from that whole like resentment of, of suits. Now like, you know who you got to talk to about your job problem. You got to talk to your dad, bro. He'll tell you what's up. He'll tell you what's up. How yeah, to suck he, it up for the paycheck. <laughs> <laughs> That's a true story, actually. My dad told me the story. He, I don't think he listens to the show. I actually don't know if he listens to the show. I haven't asked him. Usually when I talk to him, I'm just like, uh, I, I don't go to be like, have you listened to that show that I do full of shit and dick jokes that, you know, is really don't like put him on the spot and make him have to say no. and hurt. Yeah, him I also. Yeah, I also I just just <laughs> nothing good's going to come of that. But he told me once that when he was working at that oil company, that the reason why he never got fired was because they liked what an ass he was to them, that they would go to board meetings and he would like literally insult the CEO of Exxon Mobil to his face in a board meeting. And he the guy would be like, I like you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Uh... It's like the, he was the only guy in the room who actually could stand to like make fun of them. And it they were like, thank shit. God. Yeah. And he could play golf too, great. right? Which is oh, useful. So you're, you're in, buddy. You're fucking in the club. Yeah. That's why he has a pension now. Because <laughs> <laughs> I talk shit and play golf, baby. <laughs> it's a whole life skill. Oh, fuck. He's got, a, he's got a mean finish on the back nine. He does. He's got a wicked, great putter. Great putter. Yeah, does. you know, when I was a kid growing game, up, right? I don't think I ever saw my dad miss a putt under like four feet. Oh, damn. you know, he, he hit the layups like no other, you know, big fundamentals guy. eh? Yeah, that's that Tiger Woods thing. Never miss the easy butts. That's that non-athletic <laughs> thing. <laughs> that fundamentals down, baby. Yo, have you seen the golfers these days? The, the oh, guys dude, in the pro tour? Next. They're like Shit's fucking bodybuilders now. now. Yeah, like, dude. And like they have crazy fucking like happy Gilmore style approaches and shit like. Yeah, I'm gonna do some totally like, unconventional shit. I'm just gonna bomb the golf fucking yeah. bomb the golf ball. See okay, what, what you need to do is you need to lay it to about the mid fairway on the right side because then your iron game is gonna give you the best approach. How about if I just hit it all the way to it to the hole from here? Well, you could do that. Like, what if I just get jacked as shit and I just am like, and the ball goes 400 yards straight to the green. I don't even bring the irons with me. <laughs> straight through a tree. Yeah. <laughs> Like, Fuck a hazard. You want to you want to put a nice fade on the ball to get it around the trees. What if I just blast this motherfucker straight through them? Like, okay. <laughs> you, you, yes, What's that one guy's so name? You can also do that. Uh, what, uh, Rochambeau or whatever? Yeah, I think that's it. Yeah, the guy who's trying to use science and just bodybuilding to fucking <laughs> shape it, just shake up the game. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly All right. All you fucking Arnold Palmer sipping lazy old fucks. <laughs> yeah, the country club people. Like, Show you how it's done. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Such big but, golf uh, fans we are. I don't watch golf. I don't give a fuck about golf. Now, I got a good story for you. This is actually kind of funny. Okay. So I was strolling through Reddit the other day, and I ended up on the Am I the Asshole subreddit. And I found a good post, and I screenshotted okay. it and was like, I want to talk about this. This is actually funny. Lay it on me. And then I was – no, check this out. There's levels to this, though. So then I'm going through a different subreddit, and then I found an article written on the Reddit post I found. So oh. I laughed. And now we're going to take it full circle where we're going to do a podcast talk about an article that I found about a Reddit post that I originally fucking found. <laughs> so what you need to do is find a way to get this part of the podcast onto Reddit. It's just an audio recording of all three of these on its own subreddit, right? And we'll just That's link right. it all together. 
That's right. Yeah. So this is uh this is modern journalism in 2021. Just repackage shit. But no, I, I genuinely found this Reddit post. I thought it was hilarious. So it's it's funny that I stumbled upon an article on it. But yeah. Okay. So this is from the Am I the Asshole subreddit. So the point of this place is that we'll ask you a question, give you the information, and it's your job to respond if this person is either the asshole or if they're not the asshole. Okay. So here's the question. Am I no longer the asshole for no longer making my husband sandwiches to take to work after discovering he was selling them? Okay. My husband works at an advertising company. We're struggling a bit financially because we're saving up to purchase a new apartment. He's used to eating fast food and it was costly. He had no problem spending money daily on fast food. After doing the math, he spends more than 300 a month on just fast food alone. $20 daily. We live in an expensive area. I talked to him about it, and he agreed that I will make sandwiches for him to take to work. This woman's not the greatest author. <sighs> that way, he eats healthy. The Reddit and- post. I mean, it's a Reddit post. Yeah. yeah. So-, so that way, he eats healthy, and we spare money for rent. Everything was going well. I noticed he wouldn't respond when I asked whether he liked the sandwiches I make, but he kept asking me to make more than two since he was hungry. Now here's where it gets good. Yesterday, he came home with his friend and coworker. We sat at dinner table and his friend brought up the sandwiches I make for my husband and how delicious they are. I thanked him, but then he said that the price was a bit much. I was confused and I asked him to explain what he said. And he responded that his husband sells the sandwiches I make to the coworkers and then buys his own lunch from the restaurant. I was stunned, but my husband denies it. I began arguing with him after his friend left. He said there was nothing wrong with it. I told him I will no longer be making him sandwiches if he's selling them to buy fast food. Defended himself by calling this an overreaction okay. since he's not spending money on fast food and said I was being unfair to start an argument over this. I just walked into the bedroom oh, okay. and blah, 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 blah. And said I won't make him sandwiches anymore. Okay. Is this woman the asshole for saying that she no longer wants to make sandwiches for her husband? No, but <laughs> there's a few things. There's a few things in my head here, which is, I mean, first of all, poor craftsmanship by by the guy to bring the coworker home you know not a good job of covering your tracks you're gonna lie that much you really gotta keep don't you think you tell me before i came in the front door be like yo listen by the way sandwiches shut the fuck up all you gotta say is is, you don't know shit about as far as you know i'm eating those sandwiches and they're great Okay. So right off Just the hop, this guy's an idiot. That yeah. is evidenced by that fact alone. Second, up, and I notice this on Reddit all the fucking time when it comes to these posts from people, especially from women in, in heterosexual relationships. Every single time, there's always one of these things where the guy is like, it's actually your fault for being mad at me. It's always <laughs> like 100%. every fucking time babies these complete students. inability to step back and actually like look at what they're doing and realize how fucked up it actually is man yeah like <laughs> all right i'm sorry like but how oh, okay how you know what my you? thought is you know my thought is too how good are these sandwiches that she's selling them for a price that the guy says is pricey yeah. but he's still buying them when there's yeah. a restaurant available there these must be some fucking gourmet shits bro i'm talking like nice like this is nice what a fucking buns. dick this guy is that's what that, i'm like, saying People want to buy these sandwiches from you. They're like, yo, these sandwiches are dope. And you're selling enough that you're like, keep making them, honey. Like, I'm making a little buck here. Selling them at a price that they're complaining that it's a little pricey. I don't know. And they're still paying it. No, they're still paying it, though. If something's pricey, they could be like, no, dude, like, fuck that shit. I got the restaurant right here. I'm not spending seven, eight bucks on that. Like, I can get this sandwich over here for four to five, right? The internet makes you realize that so very many human relationships are just terrible. Like... (laughs) Just terrible. Like, 
could you imagine being in a relationship with somebody who did that to you? And no, it was dude. like, it's your fault for being mad at me. <laughs> and uh, if, if you didn't get mad and you just let me do what I want, we wouldn't have this problem. Like uh, fuck. You, you have a woman in your life who makes you delicious food every day. Okay. Just hands you it right here, honey. Here's two sandwiches a day. Have a good day. And you're like, can we just sell this shit so we can get some fucking McDonald's? Like, <laughs> and then you come and then you lie about it continuously. Like, bro, as a guy who like, I am fortunate enough that my girl does make me those lunches. I would never fucking and I mean, dream of also, that shit. Also, the missed opportunity here. Honey, all right, here's the thing. You're sending me to work with two sandwiches a day and I, and I love you for it. They're delicious, great sandwiches. But I'm eating one. And I have to be honest, uh, my coworkers like them too, so I sell them. So here's the deal. You make me two sandwiches a day, okay? I'm going to eat one because it's delicious and they're great and thank you and I love you. And, and two, I'm going to sell the other one. And I'm selling them for five bucks a pop. So in the course of a week, these sandwiches are going to be paying for themselves, all right? Every week, I'm going to be making enough money that literally we can just get more sandwich shit and just keep making sandwiches. The, for free. I have, yeah, for free. You gotta make them. You just gotta exactly. make them though. Exactly. The, the the bread and the and the meat and and the you know every the supplies cheese. are nothing. We gotta yeah, we got like, chain here. That's like twenty bucks a week. We're getting like twenty five. So like we're literally covering our own ass. It's a win on all fronts. You wanted to save money, honey. We're eating for free. Yeah, we're eating for free. All you yeah. have to do is yeah. just team up, girl. Team That's up, right. girl. But no, like, this fucking asshole sells them behind her back, doesn't tell her, and then immediately reinvests <laughs> the money into fast food. Yeah. At expensive yeah. places where she was already complaining that it cost too much because yeah. he's in an expensive. They area. just said they were just we're, we're trying to save money, so he's losing the money now on two fronts, which is buying the sandwich stuff and then still going out and spending more on fast That's food. What I'm saying, dog, this guy doesn't realize how stupid he is, but he thinks he's being smooth. Like, <laughs> yeah, I got it figured out, man. You make new sandwiches, and you guys eat good lunch, and I eat like honestly, I, just... I don't know how. I don't know how. You know, it, it would be great for for female again this happens i'm sure all across the spectrum of sexual orientations but specifically heterosexual females really those 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 robot boyfriends cannot get to the market fast enough like we cannot they, there is enough women in this world who really just deserve to have something that just sits in a closet comes out with a giant extendo dick does all the dishes without even saying a word like play spotify out of the back of its head like this thing's great listens endlessly like they and just goes back at the end of the day like that's listen, listen. <laughs> it's just i come i speak about this from experience okay this bitch is doing some wifey shit for a dude who deserves beans cold in a can in the fucking sink. Okay. Okay. I got it good. My girl makes great lunches. I'm not trying to fuck that up. I love it and I love her for it. And she likes doing it too. So I try to show her that I'm appreciative and I do what's think that, back. So I don't fuck that up. What's that, that Simpsons shit's thing? Bomb. What's that Simpsons thing? The, the, the frozen one day, hot, the one day, one day your wife's sink. making you your favorite meal. The next day, you're thawing a hot dog in the sink. <laughs> you're exactly <laughs> like, oh, oh fuck, poor girl. You yeah. know, to answer girl. your original question, no, she is not the asshole. Not even close to the. Not asshole. even close. Not to the even. Asshole. You need to bring close, something right? next time that's a little more down the middle. You know. Yeah, that's oh, a good okay, one. So you want me? All right, I'll come back at you. We with need one more morally, debatable. more morally ambiguous. You know what I mean? Controversial. We can have a debate on it. I just, <laughs> I just couldn't believe it. I thought, and then the fact that I found an article written on it made me laugh my head off. I'm like, there's what a, the fuck, man? There's a, um, there's a tagline for the show. Fucking a, morally ambiguous. 
Oh, shit. Speaking of moral ambiguity, you know, we were discussing uh, a few episodes back the 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 charitable idea of um, dressing the homeless in our own merchandise. Um, Ah, yes. uh, Our biggest fan, my brother, uh, did weigh in on that and said that is a terrible idea and horribly unethical. So he took your side. (laughs) Yeah, like, see what I'm saying? I pleaded my case. I mean... (laughs) I pleaded my case, he says. I just it's, it's I not still different. think it's not any different than the kind of shit that other people do. You know what I mean? Yeah, the only difference is ethical. maybe not. But the only difference is, is that what we're doing is tan- like, you know, some charities, they do shit and they like they like only donate like two percent of the money they get. Like 100 percent of the clothing we're donating is is covering a person this body who needs it. Okay. So, so I'm telling you, I'll, I'll stand by this. Yes, it is unethical in a sense, but it's not any different than the kind of charity that gets done out there. And I have a story about the kind of place that we're talking about. So, okay. So it's actually like a pretty serious investigative journalism article, but it has a, an underlining principle to it that is truly um, poignant, I think is the word I'll use. So where do you mm. think, what state do you think this was in? Okay, I got a rotation of Michigan, Florida, and say no more. Texas. I've already got it. All right. So it's gonna be Florida. Yes, of course. <laughs> so only in Florida can people's brains be baked to this temperature. So apparently there's a there's an organization in Florida. Okay, that's called the it, it's the Florida's state government birth-related neurologically injury injury compensation association. It's called the NICA, and it's for it's for basically any any child who's born in the state, you know, uh, you know, the story they covered and they they focused on a family. Right. Because this this was an investigative report, serious, long article that was really depressing. So the the person this the the child in this case, 20 something years ago, was born with the umbilical cord around his neck. So he he, the oxygen oxygen deprivation, he's fully brain damaged, needs constant care for his entire life. Right. Okay. And he's outlived all expectations. He's, you know, he's lived hey. he's like 25, 26 years old now. That's what the point of this organization is, is that they're supposed to be the state's compensation board, right? That you're, you're, you're not supposed to like live in poverty or have to, you know, work and take care of the kid. It's supposed to pay you basically compensate you so you can have a okay. life, okay. a semblance of a life with this person who needs 24 hour care. So <laughs> this is a, this is a long article, but what they found out was this, this mother, basically like three or four years ago they changed the laws and there was a bunch of new compensation right and she was upset because one in five people in florida don't speak english so they send all the shit out only in english and some people a lot of people can't read it so this one this mother in this case couldn't read the new updates of the benefits that she was getting so she so they they never made it accessible to her so she finds out after a few years that she could have been getting 30 grand a year to basically be a paid caregiver for her own son she, but she finds this out like 10 years later and it's like, what the fuck? Like I like I could have been getting paid all these years and nobody told me. So here's what happened in 2013 at the state legislature and the government. They tried to pass a bill that would have made it mandatory to make every person who gets these benefits aware of the benefits they have access to in full. It was just a simple like informational like you should be required okay. to yeah, have yeah, to inform yeah, yeah. them of this. Now, that bill did not pass. Okay. Of course not. Of course not. So 
the reason it didn't pass was because there was a strong opposition from the executive board of the NICA, which includes this quote, and this is the whole point of the story I'm telling you, from the executive director of the NICA, the guy who is the head of the, uh, the part of the government that's supposed to provide compensation to the families of people who have brain-dead children, says this in an email that they find while writing this article. Quote, we are not here or funded to, quote, within his art, within his email, quote, we are not here or funded to promote the best interest of children, end quote. So, <laughs> Excuse me? This is the guy who is the head of a, of a, of a sort of semi-charitable government organization that provides compensation to the families of children with, bra- with families with brain dead children, says we are not here to provide for the best interest of the children. That is literally the main focus of your Take entire. Take a bow. <laughs> like what? Take a is, you know. Is this where we're at with this shit now? We're we're just openly being like, hey, no, yes. we're a fucking business. We don't give yes. a fuck. Like, yeah. what do you? Are, what do you fools actually think we care? We're at that point now where people don't even have to sit up there and lie about it. They just openly say, we don't oh, give were a we, fuck. We're about money. Were we supposed to put out that fire? Oh, did you think we're? Did you think the the hats and the big truck were about the, the hose and all? Do you no. know what it costs? No 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 no, 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 no. Frankly, you know, look, under the local bylaws, we are not required to respond. You can call us, but we don't have to show up. You know, I don't we don't feel like putting a fire out today. So we don't really we're not going to. How does it's that gonna affect? It's going to affect our bottom line. And like, listen, like. Oh, was that fire 12 blocks away? Well, unfortunately, we only cover an 11 block radius. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, you're not covered by the one, the other one. Oh, that's too bad. You must be in one of those weird, you know, gray zones. You know, they pass a law, but, you know, Listen, I guess it doesn't cover you. I did you a favor. I called the, the neighboring fire department and it turns out you're all parked too close to the fire hydrants and they're oh, not going to come. Oh, yeah. Is that your Pontiac Grand Prix in front of the... Uh, mm, oh, no, sorry. That well, comes null and void in the contract here that we don't actually have to respond. Yeah, you know, we in 2012, didn't... we, you know, they almost oh. had that bill that made it so we had to put out your fires, you know, whether you're parked in front of the meter or not. I mean, but, you know, didn't pass. Sorry. You know what I think oh, I'd geez. love to do as a firefighter? If someone was parked in front of a fire hydrant and we were actually responding, because I've seen photos of this, they will smash your car windows and put the hose right through your car to hook up to the fire hydrant and run that shit. Sure. It's glorious. I would fucking love to do that as a fire. You know how good that would feel to be like, I can legally smash your windows, you fucking asshole. Here we go. They all, I bet they smash. all, they're like, I bet every time that happens, they're all like, ooh, 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 ooh. Me, Captain, me, Captain, me, 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 me. <laughs> Steve, you did it last time. It's Bill's turn to smash the windows. Oh, man. You can get oh, the but, next one. But real talk, though. So now you got you got the head of this fucking place adamantly. I say adamantly because he uses a strong fucking wordage. Being like, we don't give a fuck about kids. Benefits? Yeah. This, Who this needs is the fuck them kids meme in real fuck life. Fuck them kids. Yeah. I don't give a fuck. Oh, I, there's one more tidbit just to really, if, if this story is making you be like, I can't believe this guy. Now, the executive board not just the director, this, this gentleman and his, his surrounding circle, seventh circle of hell, uh, the executive board of the NICA, by the way, is comprised completely of insurance industry experts and lobbyists. So hmm. there's also that. So hmm. am I surprised? Right. Oh, Not and that bill, that bill that they killed to simply inform also included a stipulation that would have had a mem- a person put onto the executive board who was a represent representative of the families themselves. 
because there's no actual representation of the people receiving the benefits at the executive board. So they part of that bill was also, oh, we'll put a person there so they can disperse information. And they were like, no, frankly, it's not it's not economically feasible if if everybody knows the benefits they could be getting. We don't think like, we want to do that because I guarantees we're drained 30K. Does, a that, does that require tax money? No, sorry. No, oh, taxes. Taxes are yucky. Frankly, oh, you don't speak English? Perfect. Oh, no, no, habla inglés? No. Oh, well, this, this only comes. Gracias. Uh, sorry. <laughs> oh, I can send you the English book if you'd like. Oh, you can't read English? Oh, um, well, you know, you can take it down to the learning annex maybe, and um, you know. Yeah, you think our jobs are bad? How would you like to be the, the call center person at that place? Yeah, no fucking kidding. I mean, here's I don't know though. I have to say this though. Is Spanish their second language, like nationally, your state in the state of Florida? Like I think it, I, I, well, um, I know they I use guess. it, but California, it's, I think, has a thing where it's like actually like a lot of their government or like signage and stuff, right? Where they, it's mm-hmm. like here, if you go farther, far enough north in the province and you get close to Quebec, all the signs start to look, all start to be split, right? Or if you're way down here in Ontario, you don't see that very much. Yeah, no, for sure. I just want to know if. Yeah, but well, here's the thing. It, you can also request any governmental stuff. You can request in French. It's part of, like, you can you can you have access to it in multiple. Something languages. I am something we're I a, am personally familiar with. Yeah. Yeah. So we're we're bilingual in that regard, right? Like across the country. I'm just wondering about Florida, where it's like if they legally have to do it in that. Probably state, not. Probably Evidently not. not right. Evidently, so and they just don't. Absolutely. Right. Oh, that. So. Does that mean we have to print two books? Two. Oh, yeah, for real, right? No. How much is that going to cost? It's a lot of paper. It's very wasteful, don't you think? I mean, it's just basically it. Nobody wants to pay for anything because everybody wants money for themselves, right? It's just like, oh, and there's stockholders. Listen, I got to turn around and talk to my stockholders after this meeting. So there's right. no fucking way in hell that I'm going to guarantee that you're going to be giving $30,000 to people that can't speak English and don't realize that they're entitled to it. Uh, yeah, not happening. Thanks. Have a nice fucking day. Oh, Click. God. And that's basically the tone of the emails now. Keeping it in the world of law. We're gonna head down to Mississippi. Been a while since we've been oh. down there. Tennessee and Mississippi, you're you you really strayed the Sun Belt a little bit there, right? Keeping it in the South, brother. Right. Now Mississippi is actually going to be joining a, a number of different states, uh, as well as uh, the federal government, in banning the use of restraints on women giving birth in jail or prison. So effectively, what that means is you can no longer handcuff women while they're giving birth inside of jail or prison. Now, this is immediately like, why is why do we have to make this a law is my first question. Like the woman's fucking giving birth. Where's she going to go? Where's she going to fucking go? OK, I mean, there's no better time to plan an escape than than when a baby's falling out of your body. It's perfect. The second, you know, you, you, you're pushing <laughs> and then the second it comes out, like it hits the doctor and that you just push, boom, hits the doctor in the face. And you're like, now, cheese it. Just run out the door like they're distracted by the baby. You ever try to run while you have an epidural in your system? <laughs> well, you know, see, I'm trying to understand where the fuck they're getting this idea from that it's, you know, know. now uh, she might make a break for it. So the act is called uh, it's Bill House House Bill 196, the Dignity for Incarcerated Women Act. And it's going to become law July 1st. The, the now, dignity or the indignity? Yeah, for real, right? For real, right? Oh! It also, it also clarifies that pregnant inmates must be provided proper nutrition and dietary supplements. Again, this is 2021. Why is this being added as a law? 
and they also may not be assigned to upper level bunk beds. <laughs> Come here, fucking eight month pregnant don't whale. You think, don't you think Up if to you the were top the person, you go? But don't you also think if you were the person on the bottom bunk, you'd be like, it's it. You can take the bottom bunk. <laughs> you'd be a pretty fucking shitty person. <laughs> but also, like, don't you think like you wouldn't want to be downstream of anything? Should 100%. something happen that you'd be maybe 100%. like, percent, you know. But you don't know how woman. how rickety those beds might be. You know, she's she's got a little extra weight or maybe leak, leak resistant. If she fucking breaks her water. Yeah, in the you'd be like, I, there's a lot of factors here that you should probably stay down here. I'll, I'll go up top. Like, you know, I need some saran wrap for like placenta guarding. You know, that's, that's what I mean. Like, this is two men talking about the miracles of childbirth, of which we are both. <laughs> she, just shot it. she just shot it out in one pump it was crazy <laughs> me who just wow. said if you fired a baby at the doctor <laughs> as a distraction <laughs> uh, oh another provision here too is that an incarcerated okay. mother may keep her newborn with her for up to three days the current policy is the baby uh, is taken immediately out of jail or prison so you give birth and they're like thank you to the to the outside sources we go Ooh. so now you get to spend three days with your child before they take it from you that's an interesting conundrum though right giving birth inside of jail is your kid now in jail you, you know he's so not but they don't get born sentenced like well, they do they do in north korea where you get generational sentences well yeah they're Think a special a, case i believe yeah, i feel you but no like how fucked up is that though because as a mother like i just gave birth to the kid like that's my kid you're gonna take it from me but you're also mm -hmm. in jail so like yeah we are that's a that's another conundrum that I don't know. There's probably some serious. So what? OK, what's up? So like if your sentence is like you got six months to go, do they just like keep your baby at a foster? You can like pick it up in six months or is it like you've lost it now? Well, it's the been... prison system is not built for any sort of proper handling of human beings whatsoever. So, I mean, I mean, logically, it'd be like there should be a place that you can go like a ward in some prison where you're like you're locked up, but like you still have your child. You know, like you, you can still be a mother to your child because like you're basically fucking that kid's ruined. Right. Like, yeah, you take them away from your mother three days in and they immediately it's like, you know, the the neurolog the fucking evolutionary neurological things. It's like this kid's already fucked. Like you separated from his mother immediately. Like he's, and now he has separation anxiety and someone's yeah, going to kill his dog when he's three. And now he's a serial killer. Yeah. Or like he grows up. You know, he grows up with no like he grows up with enough problems that it's like, well, statistically speaking, he'll end up there, too. Right. Like 40 percent of these kids are like, I don't even know. But it's 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 that kind of thing where we're like, we'll treat people like shit and then expect that they should just stop doing the things we don't want them to do, you know, each generation at a time. I just don't understand why people just can't behave and, and be yeah. regular. Person if you just follow the rules, nobody would ever give you trouble. Just get a job, man. Okay, follow the rules. I don't want to follow these rules. Go down to Alabama. We're gonna keep it down in the south, brother. Oh no. Now this one's a little more this one's a little more just like a quick hitter, but then also a conversation okay. here. So uh, Jeremy Gray, a state lawmaker in Alabama, is preparing to present a bill to the Alabama Senate that would allow public schools and students to engage in yoga during gym classes for the first time in almost three decades, okay? Okay. The lifting of the ban was approved by the State House of Representatives in March, and last Denied week... Denied by the Senate. Gray's bill passed out of the Senate Judiciary oh. Committee and now awaits a full debate and vote on the Senate floor. So it's gotten to the floor. Fuck, wow. Now, here's the issue. The main hurdle that's left are conservative Christian groups who argue that the mere act of allowing yoga in the classroom will expose kids to the risk of converting to Hinduism. 
Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. So they're not giving up, brother. They're not giving up without a fight. Now, the National Law uh, Center for Law and Policy, which is an organization of Christian lawyers who take on legal cases, you know, backing anti-abortion, anti-gay marriage, right. all that yeah, kind of yeah. stuff. Yeah. The standard Anything package, that, ass that assaults right. civil liberties. Uh, yeah. They've produced a fact sheet claiming to prove that yoga cannot be separated, not be separated from its religious roots in Hinduism and quoted as saying yoga can be dangerous, causing injuries death from stroke and even leading to psychotic episodes bro so i'm guessing i'm guessing bro. that the, in the state of alabama they also say the pledge of allegiance every morning before uh, school yeah, absolutely which says something something i i swear the flag blah 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 so help me god i guess i guess they don't mind as always if it has religious connotations as long as it's their religious connotations right absolutely and that's the right. issue is that they're scared that you would leave for hinduism now they're here's scared the that if you at the if once a day you go namaste that suddenly you're a hindu like there's a lot of white people here who do these at these boutique fucking gyms i don't that's see any exactly of them the practicing. point bro that's exactly you know? the point i went to yoga? a place like that too like i didn't suddenly i didn't do one hot yoga session say namaste and then i was like wow you know i really i really think man, man bun in yoga sweaters immediately next day <laughs> now here's the thing though yoga is about stretching and doing the poses for regular ass people it's not i'm not going there for a religious experience i'm there because it's like i'm th almost 30 years old my left side of my latissimus dorsi is tight and fucked up and i sit on my ass all day Whoa, and, I, and I need to theology stretch. nugget right there yeah dude you know how terrible it is having the knowledge to understand what's wrong with your body and not being fucking being too lazy to fix it oh of course. <laughs> yeah <laughs> It's horrible. God, why does my side hurt? It's probably because your posture is so so shitty. So maybe you I should know. tighten that up. No. Sure I go in for massages and I'm like, like, this is exactly what's wrong. And they get me on the table and they're like, oh, God, this is exactly what's wrong. You have you ever somebody. done, by the way, have you ever done yoga or something like that? Uh, I've done like a brief like yoga myself with a YouTube guide for like a month or so. So you've never been to nothing. like a class? No, right? I've never been to a class. All no. right. The thing I'll say about it, I, just because in relation to the story, is that, I mean, this is preference, right? But I've been to a few different kinds of classes right before the fucking pandemic. So of course, right when I start opening my horizons to new things, the whole world shuts down and now I'm an introvert again in full. So the, the thing that I always realized when I went there was the more like spiritual, the class, the less I liked it. Like the, the classes that were just like, yo, chill music, completely chill vibes. We're just here to do some stresses, stretches, like, breathe you know but like the more it started to get into the like deep chakras i'm going there was one where i went where the one girl would do like she'd sing like it, it was it was a no scene thanks. man no thanks yeah. bro no fucking thanks beautiful voice but it's just like shut I, the I'm, fuck up yeah like i'm not <laughs> i guess i'm not that kind of person who wants the like the chakra song like no, oh, man, I'm here to fucking stretch. You want to make the room hot so my muscles are a little bit stretchier and I sweat more? Let's so go what for I mean. it. Cool, like, what are sure. What third graders wouldn't just hilariously laugh if their teacher was like started just belting out like some some song at the end of their yoga class at, in, in an Alabama elementary school? Right? Yeah, like, man. And like the kid's going to come home and be like, wait, is this pose called Downward Dog? And the dad's going to fucking freak out. Downward not, what? Not like, act like all the fucking 15 year old kids are pumping out babies in the backwoods there. Like it's not fucking <laughs> commonplace. Like, come on, man. My, my Christian values. FNEH podcast at gmail.com. My friends in Alabama. <laughs> my Christian values are under assault. Yeah, it's it's insane. 
for yeah that's that's basically it right they're like our christian values are being destroyed and it's like you know, like is are, don't you aren't you the people that like 100 years ago were still like obsessively marrying off 12 year olds and stuff yeah. like oh uh, now this shit's probably oh. not not rooted in fucking hinduism it's probably rooted in somebody you know who's got a little bit of a brain looking at the gym program and young alabama people and looking at people out of shape and being like you know what's really important probably some stretching and getting people actually involved yeah. in it at a young age. Yoga would be a really good way to introduce that and pretty easy. Okay, guys, we're just going to do these stretches and poses and like feels good on your body. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's yeah. probably rooted in that. Also teaching people to chill the fuck out. A little and bit. that in that, hey, can you guys stop getting overweight and stop shooting each other? We're going to get you to chill out and stretch. Yeah. So you don't, your back doesn't hurt. I think that's what, I think that's what some of those, like really like there's an aspect of religion as i understand it that is meditative right absolutely in certain different cultures and different religions but even i think in in things like christianity and stuff there's sort of this you know that to pray is to is to sort of take a moment to yourself really but there's certain aspects of certain subsections in religious groups that it's like to to be to be meditative is to like not fear God or something. You know what I mean? Like it's only good if like you're living through this, like, you know, fear of, of, of punishment, like don't chill the fuck out because then you're not fearing God enough or something like, well, let me tell you, even Gandhi was hanging around with underage girls, bro. None of those fucking yogi masters are perfect. Oh yeah. Uh, this is that fucking like documentary on Netflix about. Yep. I listened to a podcast series on that. I forget yogi. Uh, I can't forget. Remember his fucking name, but it was a chain out in fucking LA where basically this yoga master was like, had the guise of being this like epic yoga teacher to the stars. So he had these classes and then would get people into his program to become teachers. And they could also, you know, do his fucking uh do his his yoga stuff and and practice it but right. what he would do was he would basically turn them into sex slaves and yeah. if they said anything against it would like do that thing where he flips around and freaks out at them and treats them like shit and you know shames them and yada yada oh isn't this the guy who like f who like when they started get on his tail he like just went back overseas or something and yep. like he was also right. like a horrible piece of shit. Like if you were in his yeah. class, he would just tell you, he would look at you and be like, you are shit and you are fat and you need to take care of yourself. And you, oh, you don't like me saying that to you? You're fucking weak. Oh, he's like a red pillar, right? Yeah, like, Hunter Hardcore, dude, was brutal. Gotta, then, like, you really got to neg them, you know, really, really, really bring them down. It's the only way you can make them feel good. I love you and I'm here for you and I yeah, care for you. So I'm going to have sex with you and take advantage of you. Okay? It's nagging, right? It's hundred percent. Just literally. It's like the, it's like the, the guy in that Reddit post. It's probably how we got that, that woman to make him all those delicious sandwiches in the first place. I treated her like shit and then compliment her once every now and then. So now I'm her only source of happiness. Mm. Make me sandwiches so I can sell them. Yeah, now try to hack his bitch's brains. It's fucking brutal, man. It's brutal. Yeah. We really, brutal. Uh, we really brutal. done a good job. Do you have anything enlightening for us? Yeah, I do. Yeah. So, oh. you know, after after you get down and life puts you down, you need to smoke a little purple weed sometimes. You know what I'm saying? You need <laughs> some of those purple strains. Yeah. My boy, Steve Urkel. Steve Urkel. Selling purple Urkel? It's selling purple Urkel, bro. The brand is called It's Purple. All right. But all right. it's it's literally variations it, of the purple, purple Urkel strain. Purple by Urkel. Oh yeah, bro. So now the the actor's name is Julio White. Now he's on. He's launching this uh, Purple Urkel cannabis line, which actually, right. of course, launches on 420, which is in two days from now. Uh, for you guys who are listening, a couple days ago it just launched. Right. Uh, but he's basically quoted as saying, "The thing that always stood out to me was there's no clear brand leader for fire purple weed." He told Forbes. 
says, it made no sense to me that no company of significance has tried to claim this lane. So why not me? I feel a little bit like Willy Wonka. The flavor came out so similar to grape candy. And it's going to be available in eighths and also available as noodle doinks, which are just hand-rolled joints that use a fusilli-shaped crutch, which is a filter. Okay. Um, But yeah, so Steve Urkel's got a fucking weed. Steve Urkel's got a weed line, bro. Noodle doinks. Noodle doinks. Noodle doinks. Yep. (laughs) Fucking noodle doinks, baby. Uh, So Steve Urkel's got a weed line. Pass me that noodle doink, bruh. Who isn't involved in the fucking weed game now? That's all right. That's kind of, that's pretty smart. I mean, you know, that's kind of the thing about weed right now is that, is that people are just selling it and not that many people really understand it. Right. Mm -hmm. But, in, I guess in the same way that there's like, you know, light beer and, and dark beer and draft and, you know, IPAs and stuff, you could be like, yo, I want to be the purple weed thing. And other people could be like, yo, we're more the we're more we're the Kush company. We're the, the like, could you specialize strains in the same way that there's specialized like brews? Right. Oh, most definitely. Because they already exist. It's just a matter of marketing it that way and being that global brand of like, that's, that's the purple. Yeah. That's the Urkel purple, baby. The purple Urkel. Yeah, that's a brand. <sighs> that's a that's a good idea, actually. And that's if what I'm saying. Branding's cooked right into it. Like, mm-hmm. So is he going to put the, is he going to put like he needs to put on the branding like Urkel, the character, but like pimped out with purple and like a oh, pimp hat and pimp shit. Suit. Oh, yeah. The purple Urkel. That's nice. <laughs> I like that. See, I like it. It's a good idea, man. I'd buy I'm, some I'm for sure. hundred yeah, percent. If that shows up in a dispensary near me, I will purchase some of that. Yeah, actually, you know what? You're right. If I saw, if I walked to the store and it was like purple or urkel joint pack what are they noodle doinks five noodle, noodle doinks. doinks purple urkel i'd be like i am a hundred percent right now yeah oh uh, shit Strong shout, fucking out, shout out to, shout out to family matters <laughs> coming full the, circle all these years later all about those noodle doinks i don't remember that episode you know? i don't either can't say did i, I smoke that <laughs> Oh shit! Uh, See, hit us up, Jaleel. Jaleel White, hit us up. We got ideas. We that's always collab. You know, (laughs) come on the pod. We'll talk about it. Yeah, come collab with us. I think we just found our first first sponsorship opportunity. Did we say we won't sell out? Mm, Might need to have a meeting about that. I told you my morals can be bought for quite a cheap price. What morally fucking a morally ambiguous and and <laughs> sold for a cheap price? <laughs> you can't do that. That's too bad. You can't give homeless people clothes. But but I'll sell ad space for some free joints. <laughs> pretty much, yeah. There's, right. there's, there's limits. There's levels. It's okay it. if the only person benefiting is you, right? Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, I think that's the bottom line. As long as we okay. benefit, it's, it's okay. All about the bottom line. That's how we can sell it to ourselves. It's always about the bottom line, bro. Right. It's always about the bottom right. line. Right. That's uh that's the moral of the story today, I think. You don't know what bottom I'm... lines and, and noodle doinks. Bottom line, fuck assholes that don't say thank you when you hold the door open for them. Yes. Doug, I, I fucking had this guy. So when I go into work, there's like a double door. So there's two sets of doors. And basically with the coronavirus right now, everything is set up where Certain doors are set for entry, certain for exit. So yeah, there's almost like yeah. there really are flows of traffic if there's any people now, right? Like yeah. most people are decent at, at following that shit. So I got this fucking guy at the first door trying to open it with his foot. 
because he didn't want to fucking he didn't want to use his hands to touch a doorknob and get handy and or handy. He didn't want to get fucking, you know, hand sanitizer out and all that shit and didn't want to get sick touching the door handle. I get it. Whatever. Right. Except this guy was failing miserably at it. Right. And he's got his hands full of some shit. So I am like, I walk up, I put my coat over my fucking hand and I open the door and I'm like, here you go. Doesn't say a fucking word to me. I'm like, okay, all right, man. All right. So there's also like a, a small crowd of people behind me now, like two or three, because we're waiting for this. Did he acknowledge? Hold on. Did he acknowledge you in any way? No, not a at look, all. A head not nod? at all. Not like, like kind of like kind of half looked over his shoulder. That was it. So this man's path was blocked, and by some miracle, suddenly it was unblocked, and he yes. didn't think to observe what caused his life to suddenly be easy. He didn't. He didn't say a word to me. He kind of half looked over Ooh. his shoulder and looked back forward. Now it gets better. Okay. So it's a double door. So now our train of three people behind me has come through and this guy as well. And I'm like, I'm not fucking doing this again. So I go up and I open the second door first and I let him. I'm like, here you go. Open it. And he just kind of looks at me and just puts his head down and walks through the second door. And that's when I'm like, I'm oh, he fucking did a bad. twofer. Yeah, dude. And I'm fucking oh. bad for this. I'm a dick. I'm past. I'm like, yeah, you're welcome, man. Like flat. And he didn't even fucking acknowledge me. He just kept going. Didn't have headphones on. I don't know if he's deaf. You think never, he'll never fucking know, but I'm not giving this asshole the benefit. No, no. You know what? You know what? I'm thinking about it because I was thinking the same thing. A, maybe he couldn't hear you, which is possible. But first of all, you didn't say something. You performed an act. Same yeah. same for if he didn't speak any English. Like so you there's nod your head or like acknowledge body it. language, yeah. right? Like you could, you know, yeah, something, some sort of a, a, a pre expression of gratitude in some way. You got nothing. I got nothing, bro. Nothing. And I just fucking was like, you're welcome, dog. And he, so is he the asshole here? Yes. hundred. And I'm just yes. I'm venting about how much of a fucking ass that right. shit's it's such a simple thing, but it's like the shopping cart problem. It just gives you a really like a really good look into somebody and their character. So right. have you ever heard of the shopping cart dilemma? I have not. Okay, so this is a great test of character. Somebody leaves their shopping cart in the middle of a parking lot or if they return it to the cart crate. It's a small task that you're never going to get in trouble for. No one's going to arrest you, but it's a little moral obligation that you have to put your cart back. Now, if somebody is doesn't put their cart back and is like, I don't give a fuck and justifies it, that's probably a good tell. And that person either doesn't give a fuck about other people. I cannot remember the last time if I've ever seen somebody just leave their cart. That's what I'm saying. It's a, such a simple thing, right? But you, you've seen them in the parking lot before. Somebody had to have leave them there. Yeah, I think the door thing is a is is more common, right? That like, but it happens. Everybody experiences that, especially in bigger cities in like Toronto. And I know right now with COVID, like there's there's much less of that. So I'm curious after this if that gets worse because people will be so used to not talking to other people that they'll be like, oh, whatever. Like, dude, I, I'm not looking for a fucking you know a letter of appreciation uh, just a nod a nod that i literally saw you struggling yeah. you were using your fucking feet yeah, totally unsuccessfully help this man my guy looked like this. he was he was a handicapped kid playing fucking hacky sack bro like he had his legs right up around his midsection like yeah one, like trying to i'm like what the fuck are you doing you're a grown-ass man fucking hell so yeah i, I just just like obviously deliver the passive aggressive you know have a nice yeah. day kind of thing but it's like what the f i don't I have understand a, people bro i have a story in regards to that, that that this involves involves an old friend of ours from college, actually, our, our old buddy Mike. Well, we were 
when we were in college, we went to the the central library on campus, right? Okay. Yeah. And we were, if you remember the one entrance that had the same thing, double doors, right? There was sort yeah. of that little alcove between the front door and then Wait, like at Weldon, the, like the main, main library? No. Uh, yeah, was that no Weldon, right? Like the the front corner just across from Student Center. There was yeah, that's Weldon. Yeah, that's yeah. There was there was one set of doors and then a little space and then the second one, right? So we were having a conversation, Mike and I, and I think a few other people, and we were talking at the second doors, and he just had a door open, and he was just leaning on it, so it was just open, right? Yeah. And while we were talking, we suddenly realized that this was like an experiment in that, that we could see who would say thank you and who would not because that he was holding a door open permit like endlessly he was not opening it each time he was lean he was holding it open but nevertheless he was holding the door open providing a, a lot still. of people walked through and we just noticed and he relentless and this is why he's always fucking hilarious to every person who did not say thank you he'd go yeah you're welcome like that to each person <laughs> and some people would be like whatever and some people would be like embarrassed like Maybe like, I didn't know if I should thank you because you were leaning like I, it wasn't like, you know, like it was they, they were like almost thrown off by the social situation. Most people jokingly were like, thanks, you know, like because he started to cue into it where he was like, each person. He was like, mm? and they were like, thank you. And like laughed live, and walked by. live social experiments. Yeah, that's basically what it was. And you'd be surprised probably like, again, like most people in life, like 30 percent of people were just like whoop, straight through like nothing I, that is a little more forgiving than me finding you struggling yes. and helping you and then yeah, having a second is... opportunity where i go out of my way to open it for you and then you don't even don't even like head nod you just look at me right. like right <sighs> oh i'm with you i'm with you you were it's... you were not the asshole it's such a stupid thing to get like worked up about, but I was just like, man, like fuck you, bro. Like I didn't, I should have just been like pushed up, be like, you know what, man, fuck you. Grab oh, his coffee, spiked you it. Should have not helped him the second time. You should have helped him the first time, and then the fact that he didn't acknowledge you, I would have been like, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go through the other door, like, <laughs> and Shut I'm it. gonna go, and I'm gonna go first too. Like, I'll hold, I'll give you the little slight hold so you can sleep, slip through, but I'm going first this time. Sorry, bastard, fucking bastard. Now nah, most people are pretty good though. If I open a door, I don't That's know. That's true. Just, yeah. My thing is like, just give me a fucking head nod. It doesn't matter what language you speak. Like it, it we're we can understand that I just helped you out there. A little quick nod. That's it. That's right. fucking it. Jesus. Well, I guess the moral of the story of the whole episode is is don't be an asshole. Don't be a uh, fucking get dick. some noodle doinks and secure um, your pistol. Yeah, yeah. Put place your loaded gun on the floor of the change room before you put those sweatpants on. Also, don't be stupid enough that when you're trying to scam your wife, you don't fucking give your buddies a heads up to not say something about it when you walk in the front door. That's like yeah. that, that blows. That's probably the worst part of that whole story is that guy's that dumb. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, you, what do you think the moment was like? By the way, when he was like, "By the way, those sandwiches." Oh. Hey, Amy, uh, Amy, I'm loving those sandwiches you're sending with this guy to work. No, don't. Oh, oh, what's shaking my fucking because then his buddy's gonna be like, dude, like your wife doesn't know why the fuck didn't tell her like, well, you know, like I really, really like the baked beans from the cafeteria. No, he was like, I'm going to get some McDicks again. Again, that's that's the moral of the episode is try not to be a bunch of assholes 
Be good to your fellow people. Yeah. People struggling out there right now. It's hard times. Just be we fucking need, yeah, nice to people. We need a lesson in that too, I think. Try not be to be such nice assholes. To I agree. I agree. Stay. And with that, with that, this is episode 30. Oh, God, we're in our 30s now. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no, no, no. Thanks for joining us, everybody. The episode <sighs> Come back of next despair. week when we turn 31 and we get over the hump <laughs> and we realize yeah. that nothing fucking matters and we just trudge on. Right. We give into the despair. Fuck. Yep. We adapt to our situations. Welcome to life, baby. That's our parting message for you today. All right, buddy. It's been a slice. It's been a slice, too. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. You can find the podcast on Twitter and Instagram, where Matt is sooner or later going to start shit posting a lot. We'll let I'll you know. I'll get around to it. I'll get uh, around to it. At fucking A podcast, F U C K I N E H podcast. You can also email the podcast with your questions, comments concerns advice columns whatever you got f-n-e-h podcast at gmail.com reach out hit us up let us know and last week we spoke about spotify playlists and Mm -hmm. we have created the full collection of music used for the intro and outro from this podcast it is on spotify the playlist name is fuggin a beats you'll never find it it's F-U-G-G-I-N-E-H-B-E-A-T-S. Fuggin' A. We'll put links to it on our social media. So I've been playing it find it. constantly at work on Shuffle. It's, it's not bad. It's been great. Okay. It's pretty it's good. <laughs> not even kidding. It's been great. Yeah. So check that out. Check us out. Tell a friend. Come back. Thank you for joining us. Matt, say goodbye to the people. Deuce, deuce in my bubble goose. It's time to lounge back. Adios, peeps. Real drugs do real things Go to extremes, crash regimes and kill kings In the last reprieve he still sings How the task that the master needs reveals wings And though he has to bleed It still brings him heaven and hell Better believe the truth stings Tying his arm off with violent strings His eyes and dreams Diverted as the siren screams eternal Overdosage is a marketing scheme That's just as dark as the scene When it's a part of your team With the esteem of a savant As smart as a genius Vanity carried the dope into the heart of a fiend Another destroyed life was meant to be more righteous In the face of this full-on opioid crisis While the wolves pull a wool on and prey on vices Still the dogs with the hood on It's way more frightening for death You're not ready Trust me, I'm deadly as the fentanyl that killed Prince And Tom Petty, I will venture still into the trench And bomb heavy, every infidel will feel the strength of my melee And so it begins as evil intends to start off slow Then graduate the needles and pins You will have forsaken everybody, even your friends And see where it ends, the visuals are reason to cringe You're watching this? He took a shot in the esophagus He's in the zone and stone like a sarcophagus Try stopping this, I'm on top of the metropolis It's narcissists over narcotics anonymous Broken promises, broken jaws and dope whores I separate the fact from the folklore Let's estimate the tracks that I spoke for Euphoria is the most that you could hope for I ghost wrote for the greats and took the best out A poker face from the estates, I had to stress out But no complaints from the erase that had to check out Hey yo, I got a brand new bag for you to test out, yo This shit crazy